so holy.
for a few minutes from the subject, Mothers, Powerful Forces, and Jesus. Mothers, Powerful Forces, and Jesus. The most critical points of life are those places where life converges with powerful forces. If we're not prepared for those times, they have the potential of doing us great harm. Where hope converges with disappointment, where joy intersects with sadness, where expectation is challenged by defeat, we're often left questioning the concern of God. We ask, why would you allow these things to happen to me. Sadly, shallow doctrine and suspect theology of many 21st century churches are often guilty of encouraging fantasy rather than helping people cope with reality. Much of their theology says if we just follow their formula for living, then we'll never have a problem. We'll never experience failure. We won't suffer loss. We will never have reason to feel sad about anything. But while that sounds good, it just isn't true. It is the nature of people to prefer such fantasy when they are confronted with these 
converging forces. This is what Paul meant when he wrote to Timothy, the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Paul was a righteous man who gave his best to the master. But Paul will tell you today, living good is not a guarantee against trouble. If it were, I never would have had to live with my thorn in the flesh. I never would have been beaten or thrown into jail. If right living was all that was needed to enjoy unending success, then Peter wouldn't have written, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. He would not have written, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear his name. I know all of us try to live right, and you ought to try to live right. Right living for Jesus has distinct and powerful advantages, but don't you ever believe that right living exempts you from trouble? Don't you ever believe that right living exempts you from having powerful forces converging in your life? And let me tell you this, Jesus never taught that it did. His disciples were looking for that kind of fantasy existence, but Jesus told them, if you come after me, you must deny self, take up your cross and follow me. He told his disciples to expect disappointment. He told them to be on the lookout for disappointment and to be prepared to overcome disappointment. I send you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. I say again, the most critical points of life are those places where life converges with powerful forces. But we must not let these convergences overwhelm us. For an even greater reality is that for those whose trust is in Jesus, no matter what happens to us or how difficult the way may get, Jesus will help us get through. That doesn't mean that he'll give you everything that you want, but it does mean that he'll help you with what you need. In this text, we are witnesses to the convergence of some powerful forces at work in the life of a widow that left her disappointed. Jesus and his disciples were in Galilee making their way back to Nazareth after having spent some time in Capernaum. And as they made their way back, they passed through a small village called Nain. And in Nain, he encountered a very disappointing scene. 
As Jesus was coming into the city, a funeral procession was heading out. They were going to the cemetery. And it wasn't just that Jesus came upon a funeral procession that made this scene disappointing, but the circumstances of this funeral saw the convergence of some powerful forces. This was the funeral of a young man. So there was the convergence of death and youth. And it's always sad when death comes to those who have only just begun to live. Then this man preceded his mother in death. This resulted in the convergence of expectation and harsh reality, of joy and sorrow. When a parent brings a child into the world, they always expect that they will leave that child here. But this mother, who had known the joy of watching her son come into the world, this mother who had experienced the pride of watching her son grow into manhood, now had to endure the pain of seeing her son die. More than that, Luke says that this was the widow's only son which meant that there was the convergence of sorrow and life-altering disappointment. Her husband was already gone. And according to the customs and laws of her time, this woman could not even manage her own affairs. Her economic security was tied to her son. Her social standing was tied to her son. Her independence and personal freedom were tied to her son. With the death of her son, life for this mother had turned completely upside down. And now... She's dealing with incredible disappointment. My brothers and sisters, never forget that life can change in a moment. It does not take long. Things can be fine one minute and they can fall apart the next. Doesn't matter whether you're old or young. Doesn't matter whether you're male or female, black or white. Doesn't matter whether you're educated or uneducated, rich or poor. Without warning, without justification, without provocation, life can change. And sometimes the changes of life can be hard to cope with. In the case of this grieving, widowed mother, we see tremendous disappointment brought on by personal tragedy. The personal tragedy that she's dealing with is the death of her son, but we need to know that death is not the only source of disappointment. In fact, for some of us, just the very prospect of living and having to cope with all that we encounter in life can prove to be difficult to live with. Somebody is living with poverty, and this pandemic is only exacerbating your poverty situation. Somebody's trying to cope with sickness before this pandemic ever came around. Somebody was already sick dealing with issues of failing health. Somebody's dealing with personal failure. And I don't care how folk try to tell you, don't worry about it. When you're the one going through it, you're going to worry about it. It's hard to bear a burden 
day in and day out. It's hard to keep a smile on your face when your heart is breaking on the inside. David put it this way in the 38th Psalm, my guilt has become too much for me. It's a load too heavy to carry. My wounds are ugly. They stink. I'm bent over. I've been brought very low. All day long, I go around weeping. But to this widow's credit, In spite of the tremendous disappointment, she tried to meet it with a strong determination. In this grieving mother, we see someone who's trying to hold on. There were things she could have done that she didn't do. She could have become bitter, but she's hanging on. She could have become hateful, but she's hanging on. She could have quit on her journey, but she's hanging on. Despite of what has happened to her, she's trying to bear her burden. Tears are in her eyes. Her her heart is aching. It looks as though she has nothing left to cling to, but through it all, she's meeting her disappointment with a determination to hold on. Oh, my brothers and sisters, there comes a time in all of our lives when all we can do is keep on keeping on. All we can do is meet our disappointment with a strong determination. It got dark in Job's life. But the darker it got, the more determined Job was to hold on. He said, I'm going to hold on till my change comes. Though he slays me, yet will I trust him. It got dark in David's life, but David decided even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that he'll be with me and his rod and his staff will comfort me. We can withstand the disappointment of personal tragedy if we make up our minds that we're going to just hold on a little while longer. Everyone knows what it is to feel disappointment. We know what it is to have an aching heart. But I've learned that if you are determined, you can overcome. If you wait on God, he will come and see about you. I found out that what the psalmist said is true. What time I am afraid, I will trust in him, in God whose word I praise, in God I put my trust. This widow is to be commended because she met her personal tragedy with a strong determination, and that's all right if it's the best that you can do. But I stopped by on this Mother's Day to tell you that that's not the best that you can do. As I hurry on to a close, there's one more power present in this scene that's above every other power, and that's the power of Jesus Christ. And when you've reached a place where you can't do anything else, I urge you to cling to that power. I urge you to call on that power. Personal tragedy in whatever form it comes is a powerful force to deal with. Grief is a powerful force to deal with. Sadness is a powerful force to deal with. But there is a power above those powers. And that power 
is the power of Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus saw what was happening and he had compassion on this mother. He saw what was happening and he walked right up to the funeral procession. He wasn't invited in. The mother didn't know who he was. He just presented himself, walked right up to the grieving mother and said to her, do not cry. Wipe the tears from your eyes. As we grapple with our disappointments, we need to hear the voice of Jesus saying to us today, don't you cry. I am here. Don't cry. I'll be your comfort in distress. Don't cry. I won't leave you nor forsake you. I'll turn your midnight into noonday. I'll be your all and all. Don't you cry. I will see you through. I'll make your enemies your footstool. I'll chase your grief away. Don't you cry. I'm here to make everything all right. Jesus walked up to the casket and and all of a sudden the boy who was dead was alive again Luke says that that Jesus just touched the boy and said get up and immediately he sat up and Jesus gave him back to his mother oh my brothers and sisters when you're coping with disappointment when you're dealing with powerful forces remember there is a power above all the other powers and that power is in Jesus Christ I thank God for spiritual mothers who told us about Jesus told us that he's bred in a starving land and water in dry places, told us that he will walk with us and talk with us and, and he'll treat us like we are his own, told us that he'll pick us up when we've fallen and he'll dry every tear from our eyes. I thank God for spiritual mothers who knew that above the other powerful forces of life, there is a name that is greater than every other name. You can call him early in the morning. You can call him late in the evening. You can call him in a crowd or you can call him when you're all by yourself. You can call him when nobody else wants to hear from you. Just say Jesus. 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 Lord, help me to deal with the pain of the powerful forces that are converging in my life. And I declare, if you call him, he'll come and see about you. He's able to make everything all right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard now to God as we open the doors of your church for those who may be viewing there might be someone who does not know you in the pardon of their sin in the secret of their own hearts dear God we ask that you would speak to them and that they would surrender to you and put their hand in your hand in the name of your son Jesus we pray amen power in the name 
Sing that again. Oh, say it. 